Fridge Podcast. Hello and welcome to the weekly episode of the Beer Fridge Podcast. Real beer, real breweries, real opinions. As always, wherever you listen to the podcast, make sure you subscribe and hit that ding a ling a ling to be notified of all the latest episodes. Show your support by giving us five stars, or you can head to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash beer fridge podcast. Uh, my name is Gavin. I've got my usual drinking buddies. I've got Scott and I've got MD. And happy birthday. Happy birthday to us. Four years. Four years. God, I might. We're seasoned professionals at podcasting. Four years of this. As if. We'll get voted in for another term. Uh, In the US presidential race. Probably if people are voting. Probably not. Uh, I think we're in. I think we're a shoe in. I think, fingers crossed, fingers crossed, we've got another four four more years in us at least anyway. Um, we will go around the table shortly and find out what we're drinking, but what I'll start off with before I forget is our giveaway that we were doing on our Instagram page. Um, all you had to do on one of the posts we put up was um, comments and give me dark beer with a little chocolate emoji, and everyone who did that has been entered into a prize draw to a box of beverages uh, and goodies as well because I have shit ton of beer mats, beer stickers, beer, just lots of beer stuff. Um, so I'm going to give that away. Um, everyone who did it beforehand has got double entries. Um, you've got the likes of our friend David's in there. You've got the Craft Beer Mum, uh, Lager's Life, SD, Stuart 87, Derek McCullough. Um, loads of names in there just to name a few. Um, so the boys can see my little wheel of fortune there. Probably not because my thing is too bright. There we go. Just about to see it. And I'm going to push the button right now and we're going to see who's going to win. This is exciting, by the way. Like a live draw. I was thinking you had this like pre-planned. No, not at all. And... Why? Why would we have anything pre-planned? No, because we don't like anything pre-planned. Lager is life. Lager <laughs> is life. You are the winner, my friend. We'll contact you via... Uh, Instagram, and we'll get the details off you, and we will send you that box of goodies. Congratulations! Woohoo! Congrats! Happy birthday! Happy birthday! In fact, why are people not fucking sending us stuff? Took the words right out of my mouth. Why is it the opposite way around? It's the other way. But no, no, no. We're happy to support those that listen. Um, yes. They support us. We support them, and that's how it goes. Well, I guess it's. Um, I think for us, we would probably still be doing this whether nobody listened or however many people listen. Um, but it's nice to know people out there listening to the podcast. We appreciate you guys taking your time to listen. And fingers crossed we've got another four years in us, um, unless our livers give out, which is a possibility. Um, right, let's go around the table like we normally do and find out what we're starting off on this fine evening. Um, Gilroy's on beer number two. What you got? Uh, so I tried to tried to go through my first beer but it didn't last very long or long enough and that probably tells you how good it was so big props to Ollie at Bruiser who did my randomised selection for <clears throat> my last Bruiser box they picked me Time and Tide nice. um, where a brewery I've never heard before and probably wouldn't have even contemplated or looked at Aye. to be honest which shows you the 
the, the infinite possibilities and great possibilities that are available via the old randomizer if you cannot be bothered to or um, just not sure who to take in your boozer box. Mm-hmm. Um, so the one I started with was Lighthouse, which was their unfiltered Hellas Lager. It's 4.9%, so pretty um, exporty in terms of lager strength. Um, just incredible. It's brewed with Hallertower, Mittelfru, and Hallertower Tradition hops. Um, what was pretty that? standard. <clears throat> Mittelfru. Oh, thank you. I, I, pretty good. Pretty good. That's, that's it. Top pronunciation. Yep. So it's unfiltered. So it was lovely and hazy in the glass, but still has that really pretty dry, um, incredibly fresh, zingy kind of laggery feel to it. It was perfect, went down far too quick. Icy cold, just the right drink for today. It's pretty warm um, here, even in deepest, darkest West Lothian. Um, I've since moved on to another uh, Time and Tide beer. This is my favourite name of all the beers that were in the box. This this beer is called Soup Dragon. Um not to be confused with dragon soup. Um, <laughs> this is far better tasting. Uh, an IPA, 6.5%. It's El Duradu and Amarillo. Um, a dry hop hate, a dry hop rate, even. I can put my teeth in. Mm. Um, of 22 grams per litre. Um, it's 6.5%, so packs a punch. It's pretty marmalade on the, the nose, I would say, and, and kind of aroma and initial taste. Yeah. Um, a good bit of bitterness in there, but not too much. It's a proper IPA. Um, kind of hazy-ish in the glass as well. Got a lovely colour about it. Excellent kind of head retention and beading um, around the side of the glass as well. Just a great beer. Um, perfectly carbonated as well. And again, you can tell it's going to go down quick. That's one thing I would say about the all the Time and Tide stuff I've had so far. It's really crushable. I've got an 8% double still to have. And hopefully that's the same. That'll be kind of bones for your legs type stuff, I'd imagine, if it's in and like how drinkable this stuff is so far. Sounds like some cracking beers. Uh, another brewery to add to the bruiser list, definitely. I myself are on a very local brewery called Lake Downs. Lake Downs, excuse me. Not Downs, Lake Down. Um, based in East Sussex. I think they're about five or ten minutes away from me. Um, I've had a handful of their things before. Um, some big, large... 750ml bottles, um, and I've picked up one of the pale ales. It's an American-style pale ale. It's got Cascade, Chinook, and Citra hops in it. Um, nice and fruity, a nice kind of light fruitiness on the nose, nice kind of biscuity maltiness, um, lovely and floral, and wee bit of bitterness, not too much take, to take it that kind of West Coast style. Um, it stays very much in the middle. Um, it's, it's a nice pale ale. It's no, like shouting at you, screaming and dancing, but it's very, very solid. And everything I've had from them so far has been really decent. Very kind of kind of traditional style beers, um, not going anything too mad or too out there. Just doing what we've seen with some breweries in the past, where just do simple and do it good and do it well. And this seems like they're on that kind of same bandwagon as that. Um, and this pale ale, which doesn't actually have a name, it's just called pale ale. Um, is doing that and it's tasting very very nice and thoroughly enjoying it and mark what have you got i'm uh drinking um a pale ale uh, called ritual which is a, a 4.1 percent uh pale ale from alchemy uh, based in livingston um this is a cascade uh, citra pale ale basically it's 
it really smells like a big, like, you know, like it's got a Westy smell to it. It's proper, like, bitter. Um, it's got a bit of resinous in it, uh, sort of that piney aspect of it. But on the taste and, the, like, the first thing, it's just, it's like a, it's a malt bomb, if that's such a thing, but I'm <laughs> coining it right now. Like, it's, it's a traditional IPA ale aspect of it. It's super malty. Callum would love this thing. Um uh, like just like he always talks about like something with a proper backbone to it. This has got yeah. backbone in spades um from a from a for a four percent paleo. Um I'm getting a little bit of citrus coming through. Um the cascade's got a lot, like it's got an earthiness aspect to it. Um but it's like you said about your paleo, it's kinda like a no thrills uh kind of pale. Uh, I understand why it sells in cask, to be fair, because I feel like it would be yeah. quite good on cask. It, would, it has that um, sort of um, like carbonation, like it's not, there's not much head to it at all in terms of retention, but it's proper like malty and all the rest of it. So I think it would go down quite well. But yeah, like it's not lasted very long. And at the end of the day, it's uh, it's a nice opener for the podcast. Like you said, beers like that, like you, you can, like you said, you can tell why they sell well because they're just easy drinking, non kind of mental beers. They're just, just sticking to the old traditions and just doing it properly. Nothing wrong with that. No, Nothing wrong with that at all. Um, like we said, happy birthday to us. We've been doing this for four years now. Um, which seems rather mental. Um, and over the past 12 months, we've had some amazing guests, amazing breweries, and other kind of social media people and other podcasts on. I want to give them a massive thank you for joining us. Um, a list, not a full list, but um, just to go through a couple of things. Obviously, we had by the guys from Castles. Um, one, their kind of stout was double cream stout or whatever it was, I can't remember when it was was tremendous. Castles, the milk, the milk stout. Milk stout, thank you. Bought um, 12 of them for my dad's birthday. Did you? Aye, 12. It's quite... I, I figured it's a, it's an award-winning stout, milk stout. You're not going to get the chance to get it. At, but it was a pretty decent uh, discount, and I thought I'll just I'll add it on to the rest of his birthday stuff. He was uh, 60 on, on Friday there, so I um, figured I would add it on, tack it on to the rest of his birthday stuff. Got, got him a kind of... was that? An ammun an ex ammunition case. All right. But we like drinks in it. So it was like a bottle oh, of chase gin cool. with a wee um it was like the wee cans of fever tree tonic with a wee chopping board and all this kind of stuff in it. It was like a gun, but it was an actual ammo case. Aye. That they turn into these drink boxes. But I added on twelve cans of castles, milk stout. I figured for a stout drinker that's pretty much the pinnacle. It will be the pinnacle. If you don't know, um castles are sadly are pulling out of the UK, which is which is Slightly sad because their beers were phenomenal. Um, it's so, right, so Scotland, so that's why. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough one because, like, you know, we do have so many good breweries and, like I say, it's hard enough for UK breweries to sell in the UK, never mind, you know, New Zealand breweries selling. But okay. one thing I will miss, and I know, like, um, we've kind of mentioned this before, but they, were, they did sort of introduce us to some kind of new... Wave New Zealand hops if it was Willamette and oh God I can't even like off the top of my head Nectaron Nectaron you know and I think like some other people will pick these up and they'll probably be in beers and people will be shouting at us and they're saying ah I've got this in my beer exactly 
<laughs> you've upset somebody. I know. Um, but you know, it's it's a shame. Um, and I know the like the Hawk Collective and that, and um, and down south in England, they are working their arse off to kind of create some UK style hops that are going to add these flavours. But you know, there's a reason we import them, isn't there? Like that we exactly. import these. Beers. But anyway, I, I digress. But it's a sad to like that uh, somebody's having to going to pull out the UK market. Yeah, well, fingers crossed some wholesale or something starts bringing up over, back over, you never know. Um, and within the last 12 months is when we got introduced to Bruiser. Um, they're doing some awesome things. We spoke to a lot of monster dog falls, made a guy S43, Wolves and Sheep's Clothing, Wilderness, Bayonet, Alpha Delta, Rivington. They two, the Rivington Alpha Delta, they two are fantastic podcasts. Really enjoyed them. Uh, they were superb. We had Farmyard, Stranger Things. We also spoke to Johnny Garrett from the um, award-winning... They're not just strangers, mate, no Stranger Things. Did I say Stranger Things? Uh, I was going to say, uh, we're, we, we had the Netflix guy, so <laughs> <laughs> oh, My bad. <laughs> Didn't even know. See the thing with it, so what, that's on like season four or something, isn't it? Bye. So I watched like season one when it first came out, and then all the big hype kind of recently over season four. I'm gonna have to go back and watch it. So I'm like halfway through like season two again, and I forgot actually how good it was. Anywho, digressing once again. Um, talking tides, we had dance house. We had the ladies from a women's brew on. That was a, a really good podcast. We had the guys on as well from More Views and Craft Brews. The Mash Gang, Mashley. Bilco, Overtone, XL, Jawbone, the, the list kind of, that's me just touching the list briefly. Um, yeah. Like, I've got to admit, like, I thought when we kind of, I was thinking about, oh, we're coming up for season four or season five or however we're going to do it, like what, what, what we got to look forward to. And looking back, I was sort of thinking, I, I thought we didn't have, like, I, I felt like there was more us podcasts than others but then when you look back the list is rammed again like another awesome awesome year of it was it was a really good year and it was a a year where we like you said we started kind of um having people on from other podcasts and having um one of the the really good conversations we had was obviously the brave noise talk which we obviously need to keep banging on about it um, to keep it alive and keep it out there. Um, that was a really good, interesting talk, which had to happen. And I appreciate, um, kind of, we split that into two in the conversation with Ollie and Johnny Garrett. And then we got a kind of a round off or a, a review, so to speak, with the girls from a Women's Brew um, podcast. Um, so they were two they really good. Their, they just celebrated their 100th episode. Yes. Congratulations to them. Celebrations it's, all around. Celebrations. Hold the phone. Stop. What are you doing? Drinking beer. No, 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 no. I am. That, that's no beer. That's no beer. Well. Explain yourself. <laughs> quite happily. So, this is, um, <laughs> this is way out west um, from uh, Brewdog and um, Buxton Brewery. And it's a West Coast IPA, six and a half percent. Now, let me just give you this: this is uh, east, the east coast of Scotland meets the west coast of America. 
and it's big juicy IPA. Oh, Tropical fruits melt with citrus, citrus melon, and a hint of coconut. I don't, I don't hear the word West. Yeah, and then it says all heading towards a classic bitter finale. It is this. This is could not be any further away from West Coast if I tried. It's tropical. It's the melon comes through, the coconut comes through. It's actually a really nice East Coast IPA. Like it's a maybe touching. It's not light enough to be mm. Nipah, nope. but it's not dark enough to be West. Um, this is for what it is on the tin. It's really poor, um, but it's a tasty, tasty beer. And you know, I'm all like, anytime I see a West Coast, I'm trying all basically. And I thought I would give. See, uh, see the quality. I know it's in your fridge. I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I understand. I understand. But it's worth talking about. You know, I'm all all up for um, controversial content. Um, Now, see, to be honest, like I've done a a lot of work on Brewdog the last few weeks, put it that way. Um, And I've spoken to loads of people within the company and I've watched the documentary again and I listened to his podcast with Stephen Bartlett and all the rest of it. That's a good podcast, by the way. It was a very good podcast. Um, and- Shame the old boy Stephen can't get back to anybody who they've uh, they've asked them to to allow them the right to reply a few times on a few different things or call them yes. up on inconsistencies to which I think there's been very little in response. But that doesn't stop it from being a good. It's a good chat. listen. I totally agree with what you're saying, though. Um, um, and I, I enjoy his podcast in general, yeah. not just that episode. He's a hundred percent. He's a million times better than that other Egypt. What's his face? Him that's in interviewing all the gangsters. And that. I don't know. English James English is it James English? Oh, is it? Yeah. Aye, <clears throat> an absolute zoomer. He did a good one. Um, again, we're going off and fucking change left right center. He did a really good one with uh, Chris Eubank Jr. a couple of weeks ago, which I really enjoyed. Which is a good lesson, mm. by the way. If you're quite into your boxing. I don't know if I, I... I think it would be a good listen. I don't know if I could listen to a whole podcast of Eubanks, though. Like, his voice, that's the only reason. Like, it's how he speaks. I'm just like... <sighs> I, I, I bet he's got some amazing stories in that. Like, because he, he's obviously a badass, but... I don't know. I, like, I, I agree. I think his podcast is, is, yeah. is really good. Your beer. The beer... The beer's okay. Like it's not West Coast IPA. It's it's a tropical IPA. It's far more. It's a, it's a, on the East Coast style in terms of the tropical aspect. And all honest with you, it's what I come to expect now from Brewdog. Boxton, I was kind of. I, I haven't drank that much because you know, I, like I don't tend to. I haven't tried much of their stuff in, from the supermarket. I've only tried. I've only tried the supermarket gear. And I've never been a big fan, to be honest, of that. Um, obviously, for me, Brewdog, this is just another example, as in, like, it's kind of reaffirmed. Like, I haven't drank many um, in the last probably year, in all honesty with you, I think. And this is a wee birthday, birthday present that was given to me. So, but it's just, 
it's just missed the mark again. You know, it's drinkable. It's, you know, it's easy enough going, but it's for me, it's just kind of screaming out commercial, mass produced. Whatever we throw in the can, people are going to buy it anyway because we've got a cult following, and we'll take it for there. So anyway, I've got I've got a good birthday beer lined up. That's why I was like, um, just... oh, you're bringing us down to bring us back oh, up. Yeah. Is it is it just me or is, is the was the last good beer Brewdog did the nitro coffee number coffee number I the Vietnamese. What was that roaster coaster? Roaster coaster. That was the that's the the that and the cloud water. Dog Cloudwater collab that right. in England was was re- they two beers were really good and that for me was 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 a pinnacle mm-hmm. that and everything they've got on guests in any of the bars um, especially <laughs> the American stuff the equilibrium things and that are, are unbelievable and that's well it's that's the only thing worth a visit um, that and the amazing staff we get probably looked after yes. but um, the roaster coaster and the the Cloudwater collab were the two. That's the the heights for me, Dizzy and Heights of Brewdog. Um oh. in recent times anyway. Yeah, Obviously definitely. Punk IPA. Like that's no gone past that. What I'm meaning is their their re, of their recent efforts. Since then the that um the stout they've got at the moment, what's it? The layer cake is yeah. Um the laser, what's it, marshmallow laser quest or oh, whatever oh. it is, is meh. This one is another meh. Pleasant enough, but how how is you're not distinguishing it for any other other no. than the brand, anything else that's on the shelf. And they're definitely, fine. if you're going to go for a pale or an IPA, sorry, Mark, there's, bound, there's definitely better stuff with more pedigree on Tesco shelves Aye. and Sainsbury's shelves and Morrison's shelves. That was that was the exact point I was about to make. Like, I, like that for the money that you're spending on, in the supermarket, because, you know, obviously Brewdog have... They've kind of like that's that's their the route to market now is supermarkets and their bars. You know they don't have many taps anywhere else. Um, a couple of like Weatherspoons and places like that will have a punk tap. Mm-hmm. Um, but other like you know and I've like you say I've like I know this firsthand because I've been looking into it the last week or so. You know just for my from a market research point of view. Um. You know, so they are driven to the supermarket. And for me, the supermarket beer thing is a really tough sell. Like, I know we, we fluctuate and we talk back and forward on this. Like, I really struggle with it now because I I just think the, the quality of the beer, and like, there is, there's definite, like, clear tiers to it. Like, mm-hmm. there is some good supermarket beer and there's some absolute stinking supermarket beer that is priced at good supermarket beer price. And then there's a tier underneath that, which is there's actually some good supermarket beer that is priced well in a supermarket, which is the 169s, the 179s, the 180s that you pick up that I don't tend to think are overly like the super craft end of it, but they're more like traditional beers that hit the mark for what the value is. And I totally took us off on a tangent, but no, it's, it's a good it's good thing is it's a good conversation. I mean, we like to come back to it every now and again, talking about the supermarket beers and stuff, because you're spot on, like when I go in the supermarket now and I look at the, the shelves and stuff, I don't even pick up a brew dog because like you were saying, girl, it's just meh. 
Whereas I know you go, you look at the, the shelves above it, and then you've got roll with it. You've got all the vocation gear, the new vocation of, of kind of revamped the recipes ever so slightly with some of their their, their older beers. Um, and then you've got the the faith is in there. Like Northern Monk Faith is just such an easy pick up, and you know what you're getting. You're getting a, a decent solid beer at a decent price. Um, and all the other ones that they do, um, like the oh, what was it? The North, the the overtone, and the other two ones. I always pick that up because it's just a, a, it's a lovely double dry hopped, easy drinking beer that I know what I'm getting for it. For it. it's costing me three quid. I think it is or two eighty, whoever it is nowadays. And it's a solid beer. I don't need to pay through the nose to get a really good double dry hop beers like DDHs are my thing. I love DDH beers. I always buy them all day. And because I've got a wee one now, I can't buy them all day. So I need to stick with some of the, 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 the um, supermarket stuff. So aye, there, there's definitely definitely tears because some of the beer in, in the supermarket is howling. Oh. But it's branded really well. The Beaver that. Town, the Beaver Town, there's the best example of what you've just said there. Market, the market looks fab. The cans look awesome. Beaver Town stuff did. They had a double IP and it, looked, it tasted shit. I can't remember what it was called. Oh, I can't remember. I really wanted to grab a can um, after you mentioned it, but uh, I, I've still not managed to get around to it yet. I just, I just, I find it really, like, I know it's really bad, but, like, the way I think about it is I would honestly rather go into the supermarket and spend... You know, with ten, twelve quid on and a case of like you know, I was going to like name a or even picking up like Budvar or you know something along those lines. Star of Praman or um, I, even like a like it's like when it's this hot, especially. I mean, there's, you can't see pasta as much as it pains me. A box of Corona, corona <laughs> and, a, yeah. and a bucket of ice, you know, like a sahi, you know, but like. I, I, I don't know why I sound cynical. We're, we talk about craft beer on this podcast and that, but like sometimes I just think if I'm going in and if I'm in the supermarket and I'm picking beer up, do I really want to be disappointed by a three quid can of name the brewery, name the style that they're trying to make that mm-hmm. is under like the the hot bill is under the the malt bill will be there. It might be a bit wishy washy. I've drank enough really like really good beer as in like style of beer mm-hmm. but I'm just thinking you know what like I'll just like I'll just spend whatever it is on and I'll pick up you know but I'll pick up well, the, the roll tide stuff the vocation's always nice but sometimes I just think look stick to what you know and you know if it's macro lager that I pick up and fair enough if it's and I'm, I'm saying this in, in all jest I suppose here but if I'm going to pick up like Broughton's like proper IPA or if I'm going to pick up Old Jock or something like that that I know what I'm getting for £1.89 or £1.69 or whatever it is you know and yeah can it go wrong with a can of hoppo or a bottle of hoppo cannot go wrong no no like but that's the you know I think if you're getting into craft beer I would 100% 100% recommend you to read if, like, if there's a can that looks funky, if there's a style that you like, if there's a brewery that you think and fancy, get wired into the supermarket because what it's going to then Except do is... Except 
except instances where the brewery is the brewery name is not prominent on the can. <laughs> don't buy any ham cooked. Don't buy it. <laughs> Supermarket don't buy that. stuff. That's true. That's the, always uh, a bit. That's always a massive red flag. That's true. Yeah, uh, none of that. What is the none the of the Spencer ham, stuff? The, the, uh, the Marks and Spencer stuff. The ham made. No, that's no, no the Marks stuff. M and S stuff. Has only got an MS label. It says on it brewed, it's brewed by right, so Buttons does it. all the Aldi handmade numbers tell you who brews them or not. Uh, true. <clears throat> That's pretty true. If it's been brewed by us, if it's been brewed by a brewery for a supermarket and given the supermarket's name, it's brewed on the supermarket's terms. So It'll even more so than the margin set by the beer the supermarkets buy. So look for the brewery mm, and then definitely. Pick the style you like. You've got that much choice in supermarkets now. Definitely. To come full circle back to this beer, like see if you like a tropical kind of juicy beer, then it's got everything. Don't go looking for a West Coast. (laughs) Don't go looking for a West Coast. But this is exactly what you would want. You know, it's got all that. You know, it's got got a flavour. Coconut (laughs) aspect to it. It has got a really nice, like sort of melony. Who's Melanie? <laughs> that's that's probably who. That's she probably who. The beer. The, exactly, who brewed the beer. <laughs> nah, there's no chance at brew dog. Oi, oi. Um, but <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, no, but look, it's it's actually if if you stripped the label and all that off the can, right, and you just opened this beer and drank it, you'd be like, this is a really kind of Fruit forward, um, tropical. It's got a hint of hanging. You'd be saying it's a pale ale. You wouldn't think it's six and a half percent. You would probably say it's in the, that five percent mark. It probably needs a wee bit more like body for it to be, uh, what I would think is like a proper either IPA or like more a New England IPA. There is no way in hell I would pick it's a West Coast IPA. So anyway, Fair what enough. else? Who what? Is anybody else? I know Gil's away. He's reading. I've, I, well, instantly, I've, I've moved on to a supermarket, Bear Vagino. Um, it's one that I tend to always pick up when I'm in my local Lidl or Aldi, whatever shop it is. It's in again. And it's. Aldi. My local Aldi. That's a Lidl number. That's uh, 71's. Uh, what is it? Luminous Nights. Luminous Nights. Luminous Shites. Yep, Luminous Shites. 7.4. I. I'm going total buzz in the night. Like I hate that beer. I I think it's fine. I you were hate. all about it. Didn't he give that? No, it was not. Give the flip No, 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 Mark Gav. Oh, he's right. getting it. It's all right now. He was he was shares. Oh, he had shares on Luminous Island. No, oh, I think I think that was Callum. You and Callum. No, 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 no. You agreed with him. Didn't give me that. I thought it was. I thought it was perfectly fine for the price of it. The other one's really good. The all right, we'll check the tips. We'll check the tips. <laughs> uh, you guys, if you're going to go back and listen. We'll go back. We'll, right. Roll it. Roll it. For the opportunity to prove you wrong, Gavin Baxter, I would I would put myself through that. <laughs> what is it? Luminous nights and like luminous... Oh, really bad shites. Like <laughs> <laughs> I know. I honestly... I, I... And I, I say this with all... Because like, 71 are like... Have actually the kind of... Change my uh, thoughts on them, I suppose, right? Because I, I, I used to always just think their beer's crap, but having got to know the guys, drank some of their actual stuff, 
I was like, you know, they make some good beer. That beer is, I've always just thought it is like it's terrible. Like um, I don't, I don't think it's terrible. What I will say, it's got an ever so slight off flavour, which I can't put my finger on. Um, that's the shape part, mate. That's no, the aluminum just, that's, shape bit. That's the bit they had to skimp on. Aye, like it does the note, it gives you all the aroma that you want for it, but it's, there's something that's just a tiny bit off. It's it's drinkable, but there's a wee bit of off flavour in there, which I can't put my finger on. Um, it's a New England double IP, 7.4%. The, the, I was going to say the body's there, but it's not quite there. But there's another aspect to, to it that I'm not quite sure. But because of the price of it, um, I will pick it up um, because I, it's one sixty nine or one seventy nine, and that is what is that a triple is, IPA? Double IPA. It's mm-hmm. in New England. It's a seven point four, so it's technically not a double, but it's basically it's close to a double. Close, have you got to be for a double? Eight. Seven and a half, eight. The thing is, like, this is part of my problem with supermarket beer, and. I totally know, like, we've just went off a hundred tangents here, but fuck it. Like, this was, this, I, this was called the fucking, the, the tangent. The tangent. It's my birthday, I'll talk shit. I have it. I'm going, I, that's it, my, I'm going in, right? But <laughs> we have got to the stage where it is acceptable to drink shitey beer at, that is branded double New England fucking West Coast IPA, double IPA, uh, whatever the other white one, and because the price point is £1.69, it's two quid a can, and like, as a consumer that understands beer, drinks good beer, this is, this is where, I, and I'm coming back to my exact point that I made earlier, I would rather drink Budvar and know what I'm getting than drink shit Double, I, I, I know what I'm getting. I know, it's a par. I know what I'm getting. I, I know, I totally get and it. And Gavin would need you wouldn't need sit and drink eight Budvars, would you, Gav? Really, mm. would you? Fuck, I would. Fuck, I would. Uh, no, no, if you had 12 tenants sitting right next to it on the shelf, you wouldn't, but you know what I mean. I know, true, fair, fair play. Aye, no, he would, he would do four and four, but like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm. Just because, like, we are, we're, and I understand it's this is the, the whole situation. Well, I picked, I picked, I went through because there's the the craft beer festival down here, so I shock. picked up, I know, <laughs> shock horror, and um, so I picked up a bunch of them. Can I remember any of them? Nope. Um, which probably tells you what the beer beers were like. Um, but none got put down the sink, like, and they all got drank. Quite clear, of, I'm assuming on a very rapid pace, to be honest. But part of that's because of the price and they're, they're palatable, mate. And I well, suppose they're accessible. Like, I mean, you always aye, go look at it. That, that's, it. Our, that's our thing. Is that like I don't know. You, when was the last? When was the last time you actually looked at what was available in the lag? Like I've looked a couple of times, but I normally make a beeline straight for the. Like I'm not going in Tesco anywhere. I'm not going north of where the craft beer is because you normally <laughs> hit that first on that aisle. And you know, like, unless you're trying to get to diluting juice or something like that later, <laughs> like up, up, and then the next one, you're not going. I, I'm not going looking at what multi packs are available or what prices are in like yeah. that. Unless I'm gone hunting for something 
not even for I've not even done it for barbecues and stuff this year. It's been a weird one, but um, we don't really something for minor barbecue, mate. Aye, but it was all craft four packs. Aye, but it wasn't. I wasn't going looking for crazy Corona or Budfire or any of that stuff. You know what I mean? Whereas I normally would have done that for barbecues in the past. I don't know. I think it's maybe just the. That's because you knew you were getting perfect draft in here, mate. You take you took all that supermarket stuff home for you as well, didn't you? After drinking all my Most keg all night. Because I'm going to bring you more kegs. Next time I come, I'll bring a keg. I'll stop it. I, uh, I'll stop it. I'll stop it, Nisa. Nisa, I, I, I've I've got an update for a keg purchase that we can mention at some point in the day too. But um, I'll mention it. Done it. I just haven't done it. And th- there's a lot of them are pretty accessible, and I'm. I didn't normally go and buy or haven't for a wee while. I did that weekend just because the I thought the pickings were in- incredibly slim in Tesco. I think that was maybe just because I had my heart set on going into a bottle shop. As you know, I tried to get there and they shut the motorway, so it couldn't be done and I had to go scrimping about and that's what kind of led me down that I'll grab a couple of Aldis when we were there for the messages and stuff yeah. as well, was I'll get some new relic um, and I'll get some of the, what else did I get? I got new relic and I got um, some Loch Lomond stuff. Mm-hmm. Too. Just because it was there. Um, and other than that, I would need, but I, would, I never ever thought I'll buy like 20 stubbies or I'll buy a Casey like Peroni nah. or um, Moretti or anything like that or Budvar or anything. I just never ventured that far and it's it's been a weird one for that. And I think that's probably the the accessibility. And like you're saying, Mark, there, there are a few, as much as we're bagging on the ones that are pants, there are a few like New Relic, like um, some of the Loch Lomond ones, Odin's Beard being one of them that are pretty good for that price point yep. and they do have a bit of a taste to them. So, and it's between them or if they've got a deal on that I'm into Tesco and getting four or eight, um, the, what was it? Roll, tur- I keep wanting to call it turtle. I keep going to turtle, roll with it. <laughs> roll with it, that's it. Um, get mixed up between roll with it and steady rolling, man. Which are two entirely different ends of the spectrum. Yep. But um, <laughs> the roll with it, if it's on offer, and um, things Such like New Relic, Odin's Beard, stuff like that that are, right. that are pretty palatable. That's not to say they're not surrounded by utter guff. Right. And I get, I, I totally agree with you on that point. There is a load of guff in yes. between. The, the thing is, people are, people are going to get pushed in, in those directions um, rather, rather than... Bills. Exactly, exactly. And <laughs> everybody's walking about their house in the wintertime wearing fucking tinfoil trousers. To keep themselves there will be the cost of living is, is massively going to affect people's spending habits in terms of what what beer they enjoy whether it end up ends up being coronas and 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 asahis and stuff rather than going to your bottle shop um it's massively going to affect people's choices it's kind of a, it's affected my choices granted maybe not so much for that reason more so because i've got a, i've got a six-month-old child now um so I'm having to be a wee bit more... You can't burn the rain in the winter, Gavin. That's no, boring. can't do that. Cannot do that. But no, it's, it, people's habits in terms of pay or going for their beers definitely going to change and supermarkets are going to be the answer. What does And you've got to worry about what that means for kind of independent stuff when exactly. things start to get made expensive. I mean, it's definitely... Craft beer is definitely what you would call as much as it's... The, the independence thing and like any any artisan mm-hmm. good if you like whether it's chocolate cheese 
beer, wine, whatever it might be, spirits, um, or your gin, like every other street, it seems, has got a fucking gin distillery in it these days, okay. especially up here. And how many of them are, are going to, you, you've got to worry for that kind of stuff. Well, it's, it's a really nice segue, incidentally, um, to, we, we mentioned it, we were recording, but whether I use that first bit or not is a different a different thing, but it segues very nicely into the, the sad news that we've learnt today about Monty's in Edinburgh um, is closing down at the end of the month, um, an establishment that we've, we've all been to several times uh, and enjoyed beers and enjoyed a good laugh in there. And um, after six years, they've decided um, they, they can no longer be... Um, which is a shame because it's, it's we've met I don't know how many times we've mentioned Monty's on this podcast numerous times because of just how good it is. I like uh, to, totally. Um, I, I just I, I actually love the pub. It's I I was actually talking about it with somebody. Honestly, it feels like yesterday, but it was probably like a couple of weeks back, and I was saying it's my favourite pub in Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. And the reason it's the favourite pub, and we were talking about it, like you said before, was the it's the atmosphere. It is a really small pub. Um, it caters to to everybody, um, as in like the craft beer drinker, like myself. I can take my dad in, who drinks nothing but like tenant special or okay. whatever funky cider, as in like straight cider, is on on the uh, on tap. Um, you know, special. Fuck. I know uh, it does. Uh, you know, the fridges were always rammed. We had, God, remember when we were steamboated and whack got went for his wee Huey Spew and Lee at the back, mm-hmm. and we had the delicious pints of dare after like to kind of round off a, an awesome evening before you wander down to the train. And whether it's your first stop of the day, could you come up off the train? Uh, you might hit Ryries, but like considering they put their new cast line on, but like you're coming up to, you know, you might hit the botanist if you're feeling dangerous and going for gin. But you know, <laughs> he's talking. He's on mute. <laughs> that is a low blow advertising wise. You, you're talking absolute Fucking, <laughs> they've got their new cast line on. Bye, Monty. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be no. missed. Can I just say? Can I say if I was doing like proper, like uh, if I was doing proper, um, like advertisement stuff, I'd be like, "Well, Monty's is no more, so why don't you cross the road and head head up to Froth and Flame, where you can get the awesome craft beer and lager mixed in a cheeky wee pizza, which is perfect <laughs> on Morrison Street, um, and that would be um, a well-deserved pit stop." if you're in there for the fringe or if you would just like to drink beer on Morrison Street moving forward. But you want you want some background music on that as well? No, I'll never forget talking about you that's that's a good point is about pizza and stuff. After uh Calum <laughs> and I did the, <laughs> no after <laughs> Calum and I did the Stuart pizza tasting we 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 went to uh, Monty's on the way home. That was our last stop. We got the taxi to take us for Lonehead to Monty's so we could go in and we had a pint of overtone each. Incidentally, another uh, thank you, Nigel. Like a bit percent. Because <laughs> that was, I think that was roughly about 12 or 13 months ago. Um, mm-hmm. Roughly. Another stop on the birthday tour. Incidentally, we need to find out if anybody goes to shoot, is, is our name still at the bottom of the menu? Let us know. 
Probably, it's just probably changed the piece they probably changed it by now. And rightly so. Well, I rightfully so. Well, rightfully. let's be honest, they were missing the actual talent for the podcast that day, so God knows Absolutely what you not. boys told them. are the two best pizza tasters in the place. Well, I, 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 well, I, I agree with that. One, I definitely. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> um, like we said before, um, we're kind of having a wee birthday bash, so to speak, um, just looking at the last 12 months of the podcast because we are four years old. Um, not today, two days ago when we're recording this. However, um, it's a good chance for us to look back over the last kind of 12 months um, and ask you guys individually um, if you have any highlights in terms of, of guests that we've had on or beers that you've had over the last 12 months that you've really enjoyed and you either wish you could have them again or you're looking forward to them being rebrewed. Is there anything that stands out for you, MD? God. Uh, talk about putting on, on yes, the spot. Yes, you knew it was coming um, at some point. Yeah, I did. I was actually reading the questions that I've asked for people on the Instagram right now. So, um, right. Standouts the last year. Um, for... for, for I'll, I'll jump in where I got this. For me, just to, and it might jog your memories, two smaller breweries that people may still not know of, um, which were fantastic, um, are Dog Falls and um, Had It Bayonet. Oh, incidentally, I Bayonet. Alex at Bayonet definitely made some good beer, I've got to admit. Um... It was really funky. I, I suppose, like, one just from recency bias that I probably wouldn't have heard of that did was um, Duke it and ha- uh, Harry at Duke it. I know he's just moved into his new premises and his summer ale um, that he's brewed recently was, like, was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, just to, like you say, that's totally recency bias. I think... The one for me that kind of just jumps out to me in terms of like awesome beer was Rivington. Oh, I. Because I love the whole story um, about like the farm and like, um, you know, like looking after local and all that kind of thing. Uh, that was awesome. But the beer for me was just like easy drinking beer the whole way through. And But it was also like, Fucking rammed a flavor and rammed with hops, like that's what I'm saying. It was like big time, like, like awesome. Um, and I think at that point, when when we got them on, they'd been on a roll, um, over the last couple of months of doing like, like, uh, collab after collab after collab of all these amazing breweries. And that some of the beer they're producing but with in collaboration with these other breweries was just fucking phenomenal. It was, it was just. I suppose we've been we've been lucky. We've had some 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 really 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 good beers. I've got to admit, like, I've the Mirakai's Idaho Seven is probably one of my favourite beers of the year, mm-hmm. and that came off the back of the Brave Noise Convo and 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 kind of speaking that way, um, which I just you know. The message behind everything that they're doing, I think, is phenomenal. And just to top off that beer, I think, was just um, was top-notch as well. It, it's actually really difficult um, 
to kind of just pick. As I think you've actually pinpointed. I think you've actually pinpointed a really good beer there because there was two um, swimming in Idaho Seven and swimming in Strata, and both of those beers were really, really good. The the Idaho Seven one was um, maybe a tier above, but just I'd never had a single hot Idaho Seven beer, and it was a mind blow. And for me, it was just I think it was that mad that I couldn't quite wrap my head around it. I was like, I can't tell if I like this because it's fucking mental. Um, but aye, I I can't wait for the rest of the, the swimming in series to see. He's actually got or they've got, excuse me, uh, a New Zealand beer. Um, New Zealand hopped beer recently been released, which I want to go and get my hands on. I was, they had a, a tap opening yet, uh, over the weekend and I was dying to go, but I was too busy unfortunately. Um, so I'm definitely going to hopefully grab some cans of those beers um, sometime soon. Fingers crossed that I've got the brewery. I may need to put an order in and see if I can get some of the Let me get a palm, a palm of Violets sour called uh, Swimming in Pish. So you get the, um, the, can you get the, the, the different swimming pools where if you pee in the water, it turns it purple. <laughs> Talk like a palm of Violets. <laughs> a palm of Violets sour. Cold swimming and pish. That would be great. That would that's probably <laughs> that's probably that's probably the best comment you know. <laughs> Honestly. I was always wanting to lower the tone just though. The, eh? Just for the swimming in series. <laughs> swimming in pish. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love it. Gilroy, any standout um booties we've had or beers we've had over the last twelve months. I know, I know it's uh, pretty recent, but I'm going to shout a job on which I thought was incredible. Um, I thought that was spectacular. Um, others, obviously, we've tried. We've been beer festival bound this year as well, so there's been some cracking beers from um, that we've picked up at festivals, not necessarily mm-hmm. although from podcast guests as well, but there are beer festival efforts like Alpha Delta's. Super oh. duper sour that we had in Glasgow um, was incredible. We've had just so many unbelievable efforts. It's been like the definitely been spoiled for choice. Oh, it's, it's not even it's funny. Been, I mean, mental. And that's just talking about, I mean, that's probably the first time we've kind of kicked arse at a supermarket conversation for a long time. And uh, there's a reason, <laughs> there's a reason for that. Um, 100%, which is that we've had so many good good beers sent to us over the past um, few months. It's just been past 12 months have been incredible. It's I mean, been mad, absolutely mad. Well, one other one out that just stood out, like, and it's just jumped to me because uh, of of James and how he runs the place, but it's wilderness. Oh, I... Like, I've got to admit, that's not my type of beer, like the whole funky firm and all that kind of like you know but his beer was incredible and the fact that he didn't want to promote and sell his beer because it meant more work for him packaging (laughs) stuff up was honestly one of the highlights of the last 12 months for me just because of the sheer like it's like I just want to, it's kind of like, I just want to do it for myself and make these beers and hand them out to people. And if they like yep. them, then fair enough. And these beers were incredible. And 
I think everybody should go and buy it basically just definitely to, just to give just to give them more work. Farmyard as well. Oh that there's the literally you, you, stuff is unreal. You you take the words out of my mouth, that was fucking that was meant that was such such good beer. Such good beer. Like ridiculous. It was Aye, just so, and, incredibly tasty but accessible at the same time. There was nothing too like there was wild stuff in there, like they had some pretty kind of flavour intense beers in there, but there was also some accessible stuff in there. I remember the, the porter in particular was pretty good out, um was up there. Just some amazing beer. I think um Gil, you you'll agree all three all of us, all three of us will agree with I think one brewery that changed our thinking. Oh, of, of a style or a genre, so to speak, of Beveraginos is Mash Gang. Um, Aye. Mash Gang is a 100% changed my way of thinking of low and no non-alcoholic beer to the point where I don't even think saying that sentence does the beer justice. No, and we said that and it brings me, there's a, there's a new book, I kind of mentioned it to you guys just before we started the night, there's a new book coming out or well, it's out, sorry, already. It's on the Camera Bookshop, mm. which is the same Camera Bookshop that Johnny Garrett's books and everything are on. And this one features Johnny Garrett. It's the, I think it's the 250 best beers in the world or something like that. Yep. It's called. Um, and it's got um, <clears throat> Johnny Garrett. It's also got Lottie Peplow on it. Yep. Friend of Pod um, mm-hmm. and previous guest. And she mentioned a non-alcoholic beer, there's a wee VT or video about six minutes long or whatever that introduces the book to everybody and the kind of stuff that's covered in it and the kind of people that vote for stuff. So it's got Emma Inch, Johnny Garrett, or your, your kind of award-winning beer writers or whatever yeah. included in it. And um, there's your usual. So Jaipur makes an appearance. Um, Timothy Taylor's landlord makes an appearance in there somewhere. Yep. Allagash White, Shock Horror, uh, Johnny Garrett has that in there. Um, <laughs> but then Lottie mentions a non-alcoholic beer, which is a, a beer by Athletic Brewing, yep. um, which makes it into her list. And she says it totally changed that. So I would like to try the Athletic Brewing beer, their non-alcoholic beer, against Mashkang, because I think Mashkang will stand up to it 100% easily. I think yeah. uh, Stoop, particularly the, the Japanese lager. Yep. Would stand up to anything. I like the American version. I like the 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 American style lager, but the for me the epitome the 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 pinnacle of what uh, Mash Gang do is definitely the the Japanese rice lager because that is it's just a sahi in it. It's not yeah. <laughs> any different. It's just that um, with the, with the alcohol in it. And the mad the mad thing is like the. You would think they'd be they'd be bound by because of they're doing low and no stuff. There'll be constraints to like trying to make flavor and beers, etc. But Mashley um, and the team are just fucking going balls deep and just making some amazing beer. And for me, this is this has helped fierce elevate or. We've had not negative opinions, but we've we've wanted beers to be doing better because we love it's just their been, it's just beers. Been a, bit of a fear, isn't it? Because we've been going Aye. through 
a bit of a transition, a bit of a change. A bit ah, of a, exactly. And I think this is helping. change in direction. I would say that helpful. that, along with their, their beer festival per, uh, entries this year, yes. have been incredibly strong. I really liked, uh, is it Fancy Juice, Fancy Juice 4? Yeah. Um, at the Glasgow Beer Festival, I thought it was incredible. Um, and I can't wait. Now we're, we're getting into it as we, once we get past fringe season, um, we'll get into fierce time. And I think they've, They've probably they've probably hit it just about right for when sure. we hit the right time of the year. We'll 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 see we'll see racer make a reappearance. Definitely. Imagine there'll be some barrel aged bad boys making an appearance in there as well. And if Mash Gang have got some good offerings alongside that to suit the time of year, which I know they've done collaborations in the past, then it, it does them good. But definitely, I get what you're saying. Gav, it's definitely kept them in the consciousness of um, being able to root out good stuff. Aye, it's just and getting know a good thing when they see it. And uh, like everyone who's in the craft beer scene, we love, we all love a wee bit of hype and mash guy what a bit of hype behind them and and fierce are, are no jumper on the bag one because that's not the best way to describe it. But they're there and their names getting kicked about because they want to help them out. Exactly, because yeah. you um, did you manage to get try that um, kind of very big, very it, big, very small moose? I'm keeping it for the I right think, I think in the fridge for the right time. I think that's what it's called. But they've managed to do a, a load of other collabs um, with no, some crazy table beers coming out. Oh, mate, the one I just I just seen literally you must have just seen my phone. Um, fruited West Coast table beer, one point nine percent, fierce and mash gang. Like, I want to know what that tastes like. Because mm-hmm. it sounds mental. It's like fair play. And I think I haven't, like, let's be honest, like, Mashley and the gang are they're pushing boundaries with the known low stuff, um, as are like Sheep and Wolves clothing, what we had on this year too. Yeah, they're banging it. Um, and, you know, they're bringing flavour to a, a, a style that is not, really been known for flavour and fiercer, like quite rightly so. I, I'm not saying jumping on the bandwagon, but like, you know, if you if you've got such a good relation, like working relationship with someone, then quite right, make the most of it. Um just while we're off on a bit, like I say we're we're tangenting, I put a post on Instagram earlier just asking if we were recording our birthday bash and if anybody wanted to um shout out some um, any questions or anything? So our pals at um, I'm going to shout this one out first, and then you can have a think. Our, our pals at um, the F FB PR podcast um, have asked our favorite our favorite gadget beer slash special brew. Okay. What if you can? Uh, if there's any gadget beers that have stood out to you, and then I've got it. Um, Josh from the Daily Tipple, um, who's a really good part. You've obviously read this, Gav, have you? Aye. I've read it now because I didn't realise that was up. Right. I've just seen it. So he's he, he's also put a response in. So I asked for questions and he has came back with, what do you call a bulletproof Irishman? <laughs> Ricochet. <laughs> That's awful, <laughs> Hundred percent awful. However, uh, is that that smacks that tells you everything about the fact that his uh, drinking buddy for the last for the last few months anyway has been his dog. 
All the flip side, does he actually think we're Irish and there's going? <laughs> well, nah. No, surely not. But it's just his shite pub jokes. But um, uh, Dumbledore has been his uh, he, he's his only pub companion as seen in many Instagram photos recently. So obviously the old ones are the best according to Dumbledore. Hundred <laughs> percent, definitely. <laughs> Favorite gadget beer. Um, so if, um, we'll need we'll um. Did we ever gadget? Like I never really gadget beer. I gadget cider quite pretty frequently. Well, you might, you uh, might, if you've got wood, woodpecker was my absolute fave. If you've uh, got listeners the, south of the border, gadget, they might be like, "What your gadget?" No, it's uh, a popper's a popper's brew. Mm-hmm. So Carlsberg's Carlsberg special tenants super those lines beers mm-hmm. that would be classy slash popular in Italy, <laughs> but over here in the UK are absolute drops. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you ha- you know my answer. Um, super tea, super tea, aye. Aye, it's good to Real, be super. But tea. super super tea. Super you super ever tea. Had a kind of super duper tea? Well, um, export tenants. Export. No proper like super oh. tenant super. Aye. I could I couldn't tell you. I, I don't think I've ever had a kind of tenant super. I think, I I think I I've ever had a Carlsberg special brew either. I think my dad accidentally. Or, or no, I think somebody bought my dad by accident super tea, so I drank it. I think in the blue can. Aye. Nine percent. Blow your fucking tits off. Aye. That is wild. That's the one. No wonder it's at the stock Tesco. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> That's a. Uh, I've got it. Like. It's a hard one, isn't it? Like I'm trying to like like my brain. Like other than super tea, like I don't know if there's any that really just jump. Like let's put on Carlsberg special is just no happening, is it? Like it's a, like uh, for us, it's it's going to be some form of tenants because of where we're based, yeah, um, or like you said, or like you said, woodpecker or some shit like that. Oh fuck! Oh do you hear? Just quite quite lightning. White Lightning or fuck M- MD2020 or fucking uh, Buckfast. Buckfast probably. Not a beer, but... The, the tonic of gadgets. I um... Well, can you get more gadget than that? No, I don't think you can, mate. I, like, I, gen- I don't think you can get more gadget than Buckfast. If I'm completely honest. No, that's... Hopefully... Typical... Typical of the boys for the FPPR decided to to lower our tone by getting stuck <laughs> in uh, typically uh, gadget beer, but I say that in jest. I I did change. Yeah, I, well, I hope I want like the fact that's one I forgot to mention. Sorry, Mark. Um, obviously, those guys, the, the football beer and punk rock podcast. Uh, those guys, I, their podcast is actually a good laugh. Um, if you like if you like football and you like craft beer. If you like beer, excuse me, um, it's a good laugh. Go and get a listen. The um, that kind of like the other one you would add into that though, and it's on it's on volume, not volume of by like percentage of alcohol, but pure volume is in terms of nostalgia anyway. 
is uh, like Beardor. Oh, Christ. And Beard Moulins and things like that. Fucking hell. Is that that? that that's, there you go, that's why stubby, it's... Wee stubby barbecue numbers are the, I've, I've got to have a special place. I know. Um, they've got to have a special place in one's um, mindset as well, because they were a total dad barbecue beer back Won it, won it just, won it just. I finished a few of them in your time. Right, let's, let's move on. Um, and um, I, uh, a segment that Mark, you've wanted to do for a couple of weeks, we've not, we've not had a chance to do it yet, and we're going to do it right now. Um, cool. Seems like a perfect time. Perfect so, time. Pantheon. The, basically, um, this is off the basis of um, Bill Simmons' podcast, right, where he, he does a, his pantheon of, like, NBA. And for me, I wanted to do, like, a pantheon of UK breweries. And to basically kind of give, like, the listeners, an, like, a, a thought, like, every basically every UK brewery can be added into a huge, like a huge list, right? However... What I want to start doing is rating them in like basically like A, B, and C for whatever the reason. And there's a few sort of like reasons for it, but above A, there is the Pantheon, as in like, and this is for this year only, not all time, because I think that blurs the line slightly, right? But for this year, and then we'll open it up after that. The Pantheon are the undeniables, the breweries that. No matter what they put out, it is unbelievable. It is must pick up. It is discussion worthy. It is whatever, and it can be. They could make one beer, one style of beer. They can make fifty beers. I don't care if they're in that level. These are the ones I want to talk about. And then for me, it's we mention these breweries as part of the podcast. We maybe slot them in, and we discuss why we think they maybe slot into a specific brand put it that and, way and, and there's a way of getting and, and this is going to fluctuate of course but i'm going to say that i'm going to say that these can go up and down obviously oh yeah. of course if somebody makes a couple of shitters then we we have that <laughs> a couple of shitters. Oh, correct yeah but you know i think if you were doing all time pantheon i think they would be pretty set because there would be people that have basically paved the way for the people before yes. but we're talking about this year and this year alone. So I think there is definitely some room for um, discussion and some movement. Put it that cool. way. I was going to say we do two each. I think we just do one each. We'll do one and then we just open. I think, I think we do one each. Um, so are you picking a brewery that you think is in the Pantheon? Is that what you're going with? Um, or are you just picking a brewery and then we're going to put them in a category? Well, you know what? Fuck it. There was, I had a couple options, but I'll go with one who I think for this, the, for the 12 months, for a, for a year, should be a pantheonic brewery. Right. Go pantheonic. on then. Um, and if you're a regular listener, you know what I'm picking. You know what I'm going to say. Overtone. Please tell me you've had a shit overtone. Because you have them. In your life, I Not a shit overtone. I've just had one that was lackluster. Okay, you've had one that disappointed you, but why did it disappoint you? It disappointed you because all the other ones were, have been they No, because they weren't good at sours yet. Well, right, okay. <laughs> okay, take sours it. 
Oh, they, they have man. good at sours, I've had good sours from Overtone since. Right. For me, anyway, right, go on then, Gav, give it, give it, my Gav. opinion, the difficulty with Overtone will be for them that can be an argument against them is because they do so many new releases. One, it's hard to keep up. Two, they've got a couple of styles that they've not cracked down, which is fair enough. But the styles that they're fucking good at in terms of dippers, DDHs, tri- uh, pails, triples etc um as soon as a new as a new one you fucking want it but the flip side of that because there's so many released every single i mean they two new releases every week is it or something like that mm. um the th- that might be their downfall because they have so many new releases all the time i think if they stuck with if they found i don't know if they had uh, the last bus to yoker and it was Fucking released every couple of weeks. You'd be like Roger that or I, Vicky's pet unicorn. Some of the beers, I think some of the beers would go the same way as other breweries, like ABV beers. If they want to brew them as infrequently as they brew them, I don't think they would shift. I think the reason they shift is they have hype, and right. those particular ones when they bring them back in sell like hotcakes. Hence, so they have what? to keep the last busty yoker or the big one off the mm-hmm. list for long enough yeah. so that people miss them and want them back. Hence, the, which kind of leads to my the the, the ad is, adds to my argument. You leave that you leave those beers off long enough, and you you want them. And Gilroy, you know as well as I do. If if you see a, a wee Ouija, you're like, yes. I, I, I actually, no, that's don't not you that dare would be flip doing flop. service. I did I did not buy one, and that's only because I've been Ouija rich. <laughs> Well, we were at the Glasgow Beer Festival and I had nothing but Ouija what pretty Ouija, much for the whole weekend. It was every mm. third drink. <laughs> that was, and everybody was having water in between. I was going to Ouija. Or <laughs> <laughs> that um, the summer beer from uh, New Barns. Oh, that one. was gorgeous. But, um, I think Overtone for the, the, in the recent, like you wouldn't call them a classic, but no. I would say they're on their, their way with the way they're going. And I think they could be I think they could be on the cusp. There's some beers in there amongst that group of beers that they've brewed that have been that I think would stand up against anybody down south or otherwise. The prob I think maybe their their drawback is if you compare them against other breweries who might also be mentioned in this segment, mm-hmm. you might find that there's beers in there that are top of more people's list and they get brewed more frequently and they're uh, uh, game changers. Like I, I said. Think, I think a beer like Last Busty Yoker is one Scotland's version of those and they stand up against if not outperform some of those beers. Yeah. They're, they're maybe a bit new <laughs> to make a pantheon of pantheons the way I'm thinking about it, but then I'm maybe an old fuddy daddy, so I'm <laughs> thinking... Pan- and I've also been through that VT for the the 250 greatest beers ever, which is 100% <laughs> with recency bias on old school breweries that I maybe would never have con- like considered being in that um, group. But I think Overtone, in terms of Scotland's entries into that, I think have to be talked about because they've been a yeah, game changer. Let's not think about it in Scotland in terms of, we're talking about UK as a whole, so... And no, I'm last... just thinking about their entries, like amongst ours, the most forward thinking or probably game changing or let's go for it well, close to the wall, make styles that people wanted to drink at that point in time and be agile enough to change to make those styles. 
cold IPA. Well, are probably Scotland's example of that. So, are you voting them in the pantheon of the twelve for the twelve months? Yes or no? Bottom tier. But are they pantheon or they're just are they an A class beer brewery? Brewery. Because pantheon is I'm talking we're talking about the, the elite best of the, the best of the best. So they're the men in black. Is that what we're talking men about? in black. Men in black for the last twelve like. Twelve the, months. The cold. For the last twelve months. Cold right? IPA. The cold in the north is phenomenal. I, I agree. I've not had it yet, so. Mate, literally, I, I will buy you one. I'll, I'll if I can find one. Oh my god. Oh, what? In fact, oh, you got fucking so, you so guy. What do you think you're the you're the deciding vote? You're the you're Falkirk's answer to the beer connoisseur. <laughs> Um, only because that's your council zone. I know you love this. I know. Um, <sighs> I do think it's a tricky one. If I'm no, but that's it. Like that's what I'm saying, and this is the this is part of the whole discussion for me is that there are so many. Like, this is, is, is it only it is. the last twelve months as well. We're talking about the only twelve uh, months went... because all time they're not. All time they're not there yet. Oh, right? No. All time they're not. Simply the West, Jammies. Jammies was good. But well, I, but the thing is, oofed. Uh, if you're telling me that if you're in a bottle shop, like 12, even in the last 12 months, like in the, the beers that I've tried for them, I'm, I, I'm probably, I'm, I, I, I would probably put them in the, I would probably put them in the Pantheon. I, I would say, they, I would say they get in the last 12 months. If they were going only on the last 12 months, I think their performance has been strong enough to warrant an entry. Yeah. I'm literally just going to the Instagram and I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And I'm I am being subject like I'm I'm not being completely biased. Objective. Here. Objective, thank you, Gilroy. Um to the situation because everyone knows I've got a chubby for them, but I'm going, there's Ooft, there's Vicky's pet unicorn, there's mm. um How was last year though? No, 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 no. It's, it's no? no, fucking no. Crafty Jays, that was awesome. Uh, Revolution per hour, that was a cloud water collaboration beer. Oh, that was fucking amazing. They had the banana bandana uh, Revolt City. Didn't have it, but I heard it was good. And then the slick black Cadillac. Right. Give it a dog a bone. Give I'm going to say yes. They're definitely from 12 months, I think. Aye, but they're cards marked. They're, they're either Pantheon I, 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 or they are like A. plus. They're in that like mm-hmm. pip. But, because they have so many new releases, they're, they're, they're dying. That's their thing, though. And, and they're always going to be that way until they create a core range. Look here. I fucking got one. Yeah. Brilliant. Right. Gilroy, you got one? Um, Del, get some fucking light. Are you are you saving Alecky? Uh, he's sitting in the dark. Honestly, it doesn't seem that dark in here until... I, like, uh, I'll get put, a lamp on. You're I'll worse put, than fucking Gilroy half the time. I could put a wee light on. Well, Light a candle. Right, hold on then. Well, I'll put. Well, if you've not got one, you, right you then. give me. No, I've got a couple, but I'm I'm worried about pitching them to you in case you totally blow me out of the water with them. No, no, that's the whole point of the old pantheon. I've been like, oh mate, I had I had four. Right. Okay. Um. Last twelve months. Bill still. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. I'm away. Him. Take right. my ball. Um. Verdant. Oh. I think Verdant, last 12 months, the, the last 12 months of Verdant have been exactly like the last 12 months before that 
and probably the last 12 months before that. Before that, aye. I think everything they touched turns to gold and I'm, I've am i picked the right beer for this and it wasn't meant. It was only when I started to think about it. Unconventional um, tactics? No, I'm having... It's a beer that I've never heard before. It's a collaboration with Whiplash. 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 Whip, 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 whiplash. It's called Courtship Spectacle and it's a 7.2% IPA. It is cold side. Hot side, sorry, we'll start with hot side. Mortueca, cold side, Citra, Mortueca, Simcoe, and Columbus. And it's absolutely spectacular. It's a really good hop combo. One I must admit, I've probably seen before, but the Mortueca adds a bit something different, as we spoke about before. Mm-hmm. Um, Citra in there is a, and Columbus is a, a hop, a classic hop that probably doesn't get as much of a run out as it once did. Um, and it's just spectacular so far. Um, I don't think that unconventional tactics. I had a pale ale the other day that was sublime. I just think it's one of the beers that if you were to go in, like, I went into, so I went in, and this isn't a bag on them, and I don't know what to spend too much time on it because we're pantheoning, but I went into Beers Zoo mm-hmm. in Portobello at the weekend. We were there on Sunday, and I didn't go to the other one, the kind of wine specialist beer shop in the middle of Portobello. I went to Beers Zoo. Um, and I just was a, not underwhelmed I was just a bit I went obviously fridge picking because they've got the shelves on one side the fridge on the other they probably had a wee bit more choice on the on the shelf side but it was it was a warm day and I was like I'm definitely going fridge mm-hmm. needs to be, stuff needs to be chilled so I went looking and I was a wee bit underwhelmed I think I think there might be between shipments or something I don't know but um the fridges weren't as full as, as I was kind of wishing they would be. Um, and I ended up, but I picked up two breweries and there were two brewery entries. I'll not mention the other one, but I just thought I saw Verdant Beer and I thought if it's above, if I look at a Verdant Beer here and it's above 5%, I'm definitely getting it. Mm-hmm. Whether that means I'm getting six, eight, 10 or 12 beers out of that and I see other ones that I like, that one I'm definitely getting and I'll add more to it. If, if it means that I need to, because I need to have that one as well. And I think you could do that with almost any. I've done it with a 4% pale or the way to a 7.2 or an 8% beer. If it's verdant, there's a good chance I'm having it. See, the weird more, thing I, is... I would say a way above average chance I'm having it, if I see it. I'm going through their Instagram just to double check what they've had released. And I'm like, because in my head, I'm like, I've not had that much verdant over the last 12 months. And I'm just going through, oh, had that, oh, had that, oh, yep, had that. Um, I'm potentially going to have to agree with you here. Plume, amazing. Um, even sharks need water, love it. Um, one of my favourite beers that I had from the Glasgow um, Beer Festival wasn't even at the fucking festival itself. It was when we went to Grunt and, Glo- Grunt and Growler, excuse me. And it was the um, 5am, which was fucking phenomenal. Um, I believe you are preaching to the choir here, Gilroy, because um, I'm I'm finding it hard to find a fault, if I'm completely honest. And I think you could be right. I'm I'm probably going to have to kind of side. My only thing with Verdant is... 
like they they probably and I'm saying this just out of like hang, but they they probably are like if not the best, but one of the best craft brewers in the UK. Um, and you kind of know what you get from them. And part of me is that's part of the the pantheon for me is the fact that they and as I'm saying, you can make one beer, you can make hundred like hundreds of beers, but they tend to hit the mark, don't they? And I, I can't I remember if I'm saying this right, but they, they don't dry hop any of their beer. Uh, Is that right? Um, I can't remember if they, there I was something I read. I would need to them. fact check that. But anyway, look, I'm quite I, in the last 12 months. I'm quite happy, I think, with that one. I think that's uh, it. I think, you, I think you've, you've, you've nailed one there, uh, Gilroy. I can't no. find a fault. Going in for it, D. Come on, he's, he's one we can fucking destroy. <laughs> to, what, to debate if they're yeah. Pantheon or not? Oh, yeah. Either. To be honest, my, my, my first entry at the Pantheon, I don't think it's debatable, but maybe you'll pick holes in it or not. But, and for, see, to be honest with you, when I, when I kind of started pitching this to, to myself, <laughs> was I think this brewery will be on the all time list. As well. Oh, hello. So maybe that's more of the debate, but I am talking, and my pitch to you guys is the Colonel. Oh, easy, mm. fucking easy. Game over, don't you? Like Wait, next. Aye. I think... there's, there's nothing you need to say. Like literally, you say the word Colonel, and the first beer that comes to your head is the table beer. Um, Aye, and I've uh, that's. Uh, it was one of the six I picked up at the weekend at the beer zoo because they had it. And I just thought, they've got it and it's in a big bottle. I'm having it. It's a win. But you don't even have to second guess it. You're like, table beer, kernel, yeah. some of the you. other ones are unreal. Like the the, the dry, what was it, the, the hopped porter and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, the, uh, we had the fated porter, didn't we? We had mm-hmm. the... I had a saison that was phenomenal and that's coming for the non-farm farm house ale kind of lad. Um, it was... I just... For me, what they do is everything and they do everything either really well to exceptional. And I think... Like, there is no... There's no other sort of definition to this pantheon thing. There's me. a lot. There's a lot of um, the breweries that we've spoken to that are based in London, and you, you will we'll ask the question like, "What brewery would you like to collab with?" And nine times out of ten, they'll be like the Kernel, yeah. the Kernel, the Kernel, because of just the the level of what they're producing is just insane and. It, it yes, it goes off hype and it goes off kind of um, people getting behind it and stuff. But the reason they're doing it is because the beer's fucking good. It is good beer. Aye. Not even good beer; it's excellent beer. Saying the word "good" is doing a disservice. Right, well, since that one was an easy one, and like, unless you've got anything else, like I think this, like you say, I've got three. You got three. <laughs> right. Well, we'll go, we'll go for one. I, I was going to throw one at you for um. That uh, see, uh, part of me doesn't know if they if they are, but I think 
they are on the cusp, if that's the best way, for this year alone. So I would be worth the debate. But if you've got three, go for it. Flock. I don't think they are. Mm. Uh, I think they may be a B grade going up, raising up to an A, potentially. Um, ah, see that. See, we we need A's to the A pluses. I, I would probably agree with you. I think they are an outstanding brewery. I think for the only the only reason why it's not like an A or a Pantheon is just because of the amount of beer that I've tried um, from Flock. And granted, of all the beer I have tried from Flock has been outstanding. Um, well, if I try more, they may well be. Um, do you the thing is, if if they've done if all the beers they've tried, if you've tried, have been outstanding, mate, then that's in like we're talking about this year, like like. And that's that's. But then, so if I compare it with, so if I compare it, so I've had a, I, I've surprisingly had a lot of Verdant unknowingly, because you just you're just attracted to it and the cans and stuff, and you just pick it up and you don't even you don't really know, you don't or don't realize it until twelve months later. Um, if I if I can do a comp- a comparison that way, um, I don't think it's comparable. So I think Verdant have been on a different level. Uh, Flock have been there or thereabouts. Um, so that's why I think they're a B, but they're on the rise. Um, for me personally, I know Gil, you've you've had a, a I think you might have have had a more Flock stuff than me. I know you got no, a delivery. I just got that one that particular beer. Um, I just picked it up. Although I've got I've got tokens. Sitting ready to mm. be ripped on, um, uh, what was it, beer merchants? So they might well heavily feature again. Oh, yeah. I'll give you one more. I'll give you one more from my list. Um, S forty S forty three. I'm sticking. I, I would think they would. I, I'm going with a B in the in, in in the grand scheme. I don't think the. Um, I don't think they're Pantheon material. I don't think, and without that sounding bad, I know that they're a really good brewery. Uh, but no, I don't. I, I agree. I agree. I think bees are a, a respectable um, kind of grading. I think like B is not a bad grade in this oh, thing. No, no, like no. we're talking about the best, of the best. I think if we were rating breweries, we would have C, D, E, and F basically in this. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I had I had their, their um I got a bruiser box from them literally just before the name was born, um and I got the collaboration with Mirakai, the roads leads to nowhere that was superb um one of the most, potentially one of the most outstanding single hot mosaic beers I've had um was windowsill of conspiracy um that was fucking holy fuck kind of beer and then. <laughs> it might be called Tupac or Tup- Tupo. Um, well, it could be called Tupac. Who knows? Um, was a New Zealand double, uh, double IP, and that was that. I think that reminded me very much of the um, oh, the Batman beer, which I can't remember what it was called. The Dank Knight. 
Thank you. The ones. Um, look, I think there are amazing, but I think some of the stuff they do, the dank stuff is wicked. Um, obviously, they made some Battenberg beer too, which I think is phenomenal. Um, You've still got cans of that, haven't you? I've, I've got one of each, I still sitting in just for old time's sake. Yep. Um, right. Do right, let's do let's do one more pantheon each, and then we will round things off. Um, this year, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a I'm gonna throw a curveball, I suppose. Um, but for this year, in terms of what they've done and the style that they've created, as well as kind of core, I'm gonna throw his full circle. See, that's not fair. Well, because I think this is so close, and I, I but I've always considered them a really good brewery. Looper is tremendous. But I've tried some really some like a lot of their stuff this year um that I haven't tried before. Um so I'm opening it up for you. Put it that way. I don't think I've had enough to say. I've had Looper, I've had the collaboration that they did with Bruiser. Looper is phenomenal. Um it's such an an easy beer to drink up. It's a drink up, pick up, excuse me. Um and just enjoy. And so was the, the, the collaboration that they did with Bruiser. Um, I, I oh, <laughs> with not having enough of their stuff, uh, it's going to have enough, it's going to have to be like a C slash maybe a, a B, but that's just because I've not had enough. Wow, I'm not saying this, this stuff's not good. Like, no, Looper no, is, is phenomenal. So, I've just not had the quantity to to establish a a, a realistic grading. So, to give you my my, my point, like I, I I would argue with C or D. I would argue with B. If you had said if we had said if we settled with an A rating, I think I could make my piece. But I, honestly, like how good their beer is, and obviously I've tried more, so. Looper, delicious. Uh, hybrid Moment, which was a collaboration with Dig, was mm-hmm. a six and a half percent cold IPA. Honestly, in the in the overtone that um, oh really remit, delicious. Roger that. They had a a, a pilsner called uh, Meridina, which was middle of the road in terms of pilsner, but it was like quaffable, delicious. Um, they had. I had two pails from them again, just banging tasty pail. Um, I had the, the deeper that me and you spoke about um, on whatever day that was on Friday mm-hmm. when we done the approval, hundred percent approved. And at this moment in time, I am sitting drinking a Vanta, which is a black IPA, six point six percent, and it's in collaboration with Vocation and Barthas. Um, and you know how much. I'm like getting stuck into other black IPs. I think they're awesome. So, like, cause I'm I'm saying that because I've no, I've only had well, two of their beers um, over the last twelve months. I think I think they're an a minimum of an A grade. I've got to admit, but I was hoping maybe you'd drink more because I could maybe squeeze uh... on pantheon wise. But um, no, like that's the whole point of this. Sorry, I've drank too much other beers. My bad. Uh, Gilroy, can you split yeah, the difference? 
Uh, I'll, I'll side remark. I think everything I've heard from them has been spectacular. It's been other level. Awesome. I think we'll put them in. Last last 12 months is... Last 12 months, that's it. Is a game changer. I, I was, like, I've, I went... Um, I went Verdant. I think the last 12 months stands up as well. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you guys agreed with it, but... Um, they were on my list before when I was thinking, right, all-time greats, and that probably is a testament to, to where they're at, but I think Full Circle are probably... I don't think I've ever heard anything that I thought... And that's, that's probably doing them a disservice in Mark's terms because I've not had any... I'm going to say I've not had anything for them that I thought was bad, and mm. that's not what you're looking for in a pantheon. I, I don't think I've had anything from Full Circle that was anything less than spectacular when I tried yeah. it. I never had any that I thought was average or middle of the road or just there or whatever. Mm-hmm. I thought everything that I've had for them has been pretty, pretty well superb in terms of their their offering and the way they go about things. Right. And their collaborations as well have been top notch. Ah, collabs have been um, well from the, from what I've seen. I've not had them, but I've seen that they did some really nice collaborations. Um, Gilroy finishes off with one more. All right, he's away, so I can kind of sneak this in. Um, Is it hypey or is it no? Let me hear it. Just last 12 months. No in volume and it's totally no Mark's bag, but holy goat. Oh fuck. It's not anybody's bag. I don't think mm. anybody's really tried much holy goat stuff. Mm. But if you're gonna go for I think there's got to be room within the pantheon for niche within a niche. True that. They are extra special. Is it bad? Make. Is it bad that at the Glasgow Craft Beer Festival I had none no holy goat? At all, I think that's one that's bad on you, but I think it, it smacks of what everybody else thinks about Holy Goat as well. Mm-hmm. Everybody has the fear, it was the fear, it was a hundred percent the fear, and I think the fear's well placed. I yes, here's exactly what they're going for. And guys, I think, I think that's their, uh, their USB 100%. The fear, and what, and what, they, what they do is they're incredibly good at, and they, they make incredibly flavorful stuff. I think you've got to be in the right mind to enjoy it, but I think at what they do, they are the, the absolute very best. I don't mm-hmm. think you can see past them. Um, I would say they're, in terms of whether it's farmhouse or weird, farmhouse weird firm, or proper niche, narrow market mm-hmm. stout stuff that's way up there, like like the hammer is, is unbelievable. They're, they're kind of uh, their stout that's just wicked. Um, Fohammer, I think, is it Fohammer? I'm sure it's Fohammer, it's called. Um, is unbelievable. Mark, I've gone, I've said Holy Ghost. He said Holy Ghost. Uh, uh, as, as, as soon as you said um, Mix Farm and Stouts, I knew who you were talking about, mate. That's, that's, I think, the last 12 months, I think. I think they've cornered that. If you're looking for high end, high ABV, high. Shock factor, high flavor, really, really good tasting stuff. At the at a price point that that kind of level of stuff, when it's done really well, demands, and at a release rate that they demand. I think they're 
do I think they're top notch. I don't think there's any oh. them at that at that stuff alone. Aye. Strangers are really good, but I think Holy Goat have a different level of pedigree. My answer to this would be I can't actually answer it. Um I have never tried any of their stuff, even though I've had the opportunity. And that goes back to what you're saying because of the fear. Um so I'm going to have to lead off you, Gillen, if, if Mark's had any before. I drank all the stuff at uh, Glasgow uh, Beer Fest because that was the first guinea op I had to to try as well. Um, it's, it is a really hard one because I totally, the, the point you made was you have to be in the right frame of mind to drink the beer. Now, that's because of the styles and that's because of the ABV and it's because of all that. Uh, but that's what they do though. They don't yeah. mince around. They don't, as in like, what I mean by that is they don't play in other people's backyards. Right. That's what they, that's what they aspire to do. That's the kind of styles that they want to sell and promote. So, you know what I mean? It's, it's a tough one. To like the thing is, we're asking we're asking you, the person that doesn't doesn't necessarily like this style of beer. I mate, I've got to admit the the beers I had, and they're no festival beers though. Can I just mm. say that? Like they're they're not like <laughs> they're not in your ass beers. Yeah, they they do. Out, the, I had two of their beers. And I've got to admit, one was delicious, as in like. As in butter, like I can't remember what it was called, um, but it went down and I'll see if I can find it. The other one was okay. However, and I remember saying this when we were there, I think it was okay because of what I had before it mm-hmm. rather than the beer itself. And I think if you had it on its own, like kind of clear palate and all the rest of it, it would have been a different story. Well, I think... I think, I, I've got to admit, like Pantheon is hard, I think, just because of that. But see, to be honest, though, the Pantheon is designed to be the cream of the crop. Mm-hmm. And that's what I said before, as in, like, it, they can you can make one beer and or you one style. You were going style. to say, who was, your, who was your person that you would ask? My, my kind of way of thinking about it was there, and it was kind of on the hoof, but the, who would you want to make your mix firm or your, your yeah, yeah, yeah. high ABV stout if you're going to have room for that? In the, in the Pantheon um, and I think we'd be remiss not to include a, a brewery of some description that does ah, just that totally. I think Holy Goat would be the, the Holy Goat are up there if not the best one well, I think it gives us a, a really good opportunity here to to open this up to listeners and stuff and what, what we'll do we'll, I'll put um, a poll up um, on our social media pages and ask you guys the listeners um, whether you think the uh, Holy Goats are a pantheon-worthy um, brewery, and where they kind of sit on the echelon of that, um, I think it's a, a really good a really good selection there, Gilroy. No, I think I I I knew this topic would create loads of really good conversations and allow us to dive into breweries and be a little bit more critical in a way. Yeah. But, Without it being in a bad, like we're talking about, like the cream of the crop of UK breweries, and we're kind of nitpicking, and 
these things will move and change. Oh, we, we are oh. 100% trying to find holes. Oh, yeah. Well, God, let's be honest, it's a it's an MD segment. Of course, we've got to try and find a hole somewhere. Like, I mean, every, sing, every single brewery that we've mentioned have been absolutely amazing. And we're trying to, we're, we're, <laughs> we're saying breweries are B and they're C. Um, right. Like, so it's not a it's not um, a disservice to the brews whatsoever. We're just trying to find the best of the best of the last 12 months. And you can help us by doing that on our social media pages. Like I said, I'll, I'll pop a, a wee poll up um, with regards to Holy Goats. Um, gentlemen, four years of this. Um, let's have another four Let's have another four years, shall we? Um, that, would be, that would be awesome. A second term. Second term, we're going we're going back to back, as Obama would say. <laughs> um, it's been a pleasure as always. Uh, we enjoy making this, and we we very very thankful for for you, the listener who listens to us weekly on the Beer Fish Podcast. Uh, we've got some massive things planned for the next twelve months. We are going balls deep, and we are going hunting. Um, for the next 12 months um, hopefully you'll see some bigger better things than us we'll be making collaboration beers we'll be at festivals we'll be, we're going to look at doing our own festival you name it we're going to be looking at it we've been here for four years let's make the fifth year our best year um, gentlemen pleasure as always and um, wherever you listen to this podcast make sure you subscribe and hit that ding a ling a ling to be notified of all the latest episodes why would you not want to do so you can also Give us a wee five-star review as well and head to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash beer fridge podcast and show your support by doing so. Like, follow and share us all on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And until next time, until another four years, goodbye. Bye-bye.